And we are back after a, uh, a, a, a pants shitting scare that we just had. No more shitting on this show. Yeah. Uh, we had a harrowing adventure, did we not? We did. It what was happened? it was harrowing. Uh, we thought we ruined the sound. We thought we we we. Th- we th- I thought I ruined. The- oh, thanks, buddy. I thought we were a team uh, no, well, here. Well, not when we fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> no, we had that moment of thinking that everything that we just recorded was unusable, mm-hmm. and we had a you had a panic moment. I had a moment of acceptance because I wasn't the one who did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then Tyler saved the day, even though Tyler was the one who almost fucked up the day. Yeah, so, the day yeah. wouldn't have needed saving without Tyler, yeah. but Tyler also was the one who did the saving, and yeah. I, you saw, backed you up the you, whole way. You, minus until we started recording again. Well, you in fucked front of, up. In front I mean, of, you fucked up. You make me look like a fool in front of my friends. In front of millions of people. Yeah, well, <laughs> they fucking get it. Well, we're jumping right back in. Now, Ryan, yes. you have a wildly, wildly, and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to talk this up too much, wildly, wildly, wildly interesting story for us. A story that is gonna be so amazing, so incredible that it is gonna make us- This is good. Shit our pants. Okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't you shut this off? Like, who would continue to listen after that? It's the verbal brown note. It's just the brown note. <laughs> okay, so I discuss on a show uh, I don't remember when it was, the story of Gene Roddenberry. Tyler, who is Gene Roddenberry? I have no idea. Really? Yeah. I, I know you, you were mentioned, the one who brought it up. I know you mentioned it, but I totally forgot. Okay. Gene Roddenberry, I, where I got this information is the oatmeal. Do you know what the oatmeal is? Sure. Yeah, they do some really good work. Incredible work. Yeah. The, the guy who does it is very... Um, Genius? He's, he's, high br- IQ? he's brilliant, high IQ, very cerebral is the word that I was looking for. So it's so it's the guy who made Exploding Kittens. Okay. Oh, cool. That artist, mm-hmm. he also does the these cartoons that are in a totally different way than Calvin and Hobbes, but at the same time, very thought-provoking, uh, very mm-hmm. smart. So it's so good. I'm just going to straight up read the Oatmeal's comic. It's just going to take a minute here, and you will get the story of Gene Roddenberry. Okay. Are you ready? Do the damn thing. On June 18th, 1947, on a Pan Am flight from Calcutta to New York, an engine stopped working, which caused another engine to overheat, which caused a fire, which caused a panic. When the pilot attempted to land the plane, the 25-year-old co-pilot unbuckled himself. He went into the main cabin to help with the passengers. He sat next to a young woman who was alone. He told her it was going to be okay. He told her this as he watched the engine continue to burn. He told her this as he watched it fall from the wing. He told her this as the fuel lines became exposed, fire overtook the aircraft, and the plane pitched downward. Hmm. He told her this knowing that every single person on that plane was about to die. The plane hit hard into the Syrian desert. 14 people died instantly. Two crew members survived, including the co-pilot. And with a pair of broken ribs, he went back into the burning plane, pulling survivors from the wreckage. Eventually, the wind turned and fire overtook the aircraft. And so they waited. Morning arrived, but a rescue did not. The co-pilot took charge and formed two search parties. The first party went in one direction. The second party, along with the co-pilot, went in the other, wandering into the desert. They eventually found a village, a village which had a radio, a call was made, and the 22 survivors were rescued. As for the co-pilot, the crash changed him. 
After that, he didn't want to be a pilot anymore. He wanted to do something different with his life. He resigned from Pan Am to pursue a career in writing and ultimately television. His name was Gene Roddenberry, and he created Star Trek. Well, that's awesome. It's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's really, really cool. And what it tells you is, at the very end, it says, This story is intended to remind you that our journeys are short. Roddenberry saw life's ephemeral nature lit up against the backdrop of stars. He saw that we all are passengers pitching downward into the night. He saw that we're all helpless. So get up and help someone. Hmm. That's beautiful. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. All, all it, from a comic book. Sorry, I know that went on for a while, but that's okay. I thought it was a beautiful story. It's an interesting story, and Star Trek very much has that kind of feel to it as well. Not that I'm a huge Trekkie or anything, but there's a lot of of, of uh, bonds between people, supporting one another, helping one another. There's a lot of that inter intertwined in the story. Kissing a black woman on TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. Help yeah. somebody. Help somebody. <laughs> Green woman, the blue woman. Yeah. It was a very progressive show. It was a very progressive yeah. show. There you go. Gene yeah. Roddenberry, kind of a hero. Yeah. What, no, what, very much a hero, actually. What was uh, what was the black woman's name on, on Star Trek? I cannot pull up her name. I know who you're talking about. She, I she, couldn't tell you. She dealt with such racism while filming that show and was going to quit until she got a call from Martin Luther King Jr., who begged her not to quit because of what an inspiration she was to black people, specifically black women everywhere. Martin! Martin! Do you, you don't remember Martin Lawrence's sitcom? Of course I okay. do. Okay. But what? what why? A little levity. Why? Um, that is awesome. And so many people who did those firsts. Uh, what's his name? Number 42 on baseball. Oh, Jesse. Um, <clears throat> nope. Nope. This is this is bad. We're gonna Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. We are gonna make that sound so much yeah, yeah, less yeah. worse. Jackie. <laughs> hey, I'm Jackie. Um, so many of these kids. I remember that little. His friends that, call him Jesse. That cute. <laughs> A cute little black girl that went to school for the first time. Yeah. And there's all those historic photos of this, the, the cutest little girl you've ever seen. Like people are throwing rocks at her and, and stuff. And people spit it, uh, just spitting vitriol at her. And I think, and literally spitting. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. I, I, I think Terrible. that, I think that was in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sounds right. And, and they actually called in the, I want to say it was the marshals. I, I think I have that right. And the marshals were actually defecting and did not want to do it. So the president had to call in like the fucking paratroopers or something like that to escort this little Terrible. girl because even the local police didn't want to support it. And there was one of those situations where they have a photo of the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, oh, yeah. in the mix of all of it. He's like, I was protecting him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy, you got it. There you go, Gene Roddenberry. There you go, Gene the, Roddenberry. Yeah, there you go. And Jackie Robinson. There you go. Jesse? Old Jesse. Old Jesse Old Robinson. Everybody Jesse. loves that guy. Who doesn't love Jesse? That was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, this is a segment we have not done in quite a while. And because now these episodes are so freaking long again. Two so, two episodes. Yeah. We're, uh, we're bringing it back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. This is GBI. This is a segment where I pull three stories of the week, a good, a bad, and the interesting, and I, you know, just repeat them to you because I'm not a journalist. You're going to fucking like it. Yeah, whether you like Eat it or that not. shit. For our good, Ryan. On your mark, get set, terrible. Have you ever heard of Food Not Bombs? Food Not Bombs. I haven't, but I'm assuming it's people who are saying, let's 
take some of those resources for war, put it into feeding hungry people. Correct. They feed the homeless. I like that name. That's a good name. Without a doubt. Yeah. They operate at least one of the groups. I'm not sure about the whole thing. Operate out of Houston, Texas. Now, there are a lot of laws throughout the country where they find people and even arrest them for trying to feed homeless people. Fucked up, man. Very fucked up. What are we doing here? And like that aggressive architecture that stops homeless people from ever being comfortable. Yep, you're not allowed to sleep ever. You sleep on these pyramids that I made for you, or you don't sleep at all. Yep. Well. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Well, these have become unusually high profile cases in Houston specifically because they keep popping up. Food Not Bombs keep doing this even though they keep getting fined and arrested they will they will not stop it sounds like a like a banksy install or a rage against the machine album i love it without a doubt fucking power man without a doubt especially in this circumstance now the reason why this is good is because texas specifically houston is having a very very difficult time finding jurors who are unbiased to the situation in terms of like on what side the the uh the defendant, Elisa Meadows, if they were found guilty, this is the person that they've kind of wrangled up and said, you're in charge of all the this. The food not bombs leader. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they want to issue her a $500 fine every time she does this, every time the group does. What, what is the thought process behind not allowing people to feed homeless people? What I, is the thought there? Evil. I mean, uh, unethical bastards. How, how could a law like that pass? Like, how could that go beyond one hateful person's desk. Because there is not one hateful person, there is a lot of hateful people. And as long as the one hateful person is at the very top of the food chain, say the governor, then he can instill other hateful people below him. That's how it works. I would just love, and then I'll, I'll stop grabbing the steering wheel here. I would just love for somebody to explain to me, here is the thought process behind that. Yep. But anyway, please continue. Yeah, because they want to get uh, I mean, I'm sure this isn't what they would admit, but they want to get homeless people out of the city. They they don't want to solve Go somewhere else. They don't want to solve homelessness. They just want to not have to look at it anymore. That's, that's an ugly situation. Without, I, I have such a soft spot in my heart for the homeless. For sure, without without a doubt. And now they are the the city attorney, uh, Ren Radu, uh, wants to issue a five hundred dollar fine from the city every time they do this. They are unable to fill a jur a jury pool with anybody who would be unbiased because even the most hardcore conservatives get in front of this, hear the details of what's happening and go, no, we shouldn't issue a $500 fine to these people. What are you talking about? Good on you, man. Good on you people of Houston. Without a doubt. So they just can't find people who are willing to say, yeah, I think this is fair. I'll do it. I could be coerced. Give me $500 and we'll talk. Give me some barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into our bed. I need to make sure the volume is turned up on this one. Hold on. Turn up. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) I feel that. My absolute favorite. My absolute favorite. Now, this one's kind of sad. Ryan, tell people what a murder-suicide is, even though it's obvious. Yeah, it's kind of right there in the name. You kill somebody, and then instead of getting retribution for your heinous act kill yourself without a doubt and yeah. now we see when we see these murder, do it when we see these murders, <laughs> yeah don't make it just your problem make it everybody's I, I problem i like the balance i like the i explain the balance symmetrical one for one you know what i mean it's usually not one for one but sure yeah no problem uh now when we see these murder suicides we usually see them from 
middle-aged people. They have just reached a position in their lives where they have a family, they're overburdened by debt, by whatever's happening in their lives, and they sometimes are having a midlife crisis and they just can't handle it anymore. And they're like, I'm gonna murder my family when I do this. Well, those are called family annihilators. That's a specific sure. type of killer. Without yeah. a doubt. I wonder what the ratio is when it comes to murder-suicide. How many of the murders are outside of people's families? I thought usually when it's a murder-suicide, it's somebody that you are directly involved with. My guess, I mean, we can review, this is very interesting. My guess is that murder suicides, when you say that, I think of one and one. Mm -hmm. I, not to be confused with like the two guys from Columbine killing themselves to not go to- No, 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 no. But murder suicide is generally, I would assume a crime of passion mm -hmm. where your wife has cheated on you, you've come in and you're in the middle of some sort of indiscretion and you just go, you see red. You Without know? a doubt. We can review. Yeah. We have another uh, murder suicide outside, coming out of Los Angeles. And this was a man in his 80s. Wow. You are at the end of your life already, bro. He picked up a gun, shot and killed his wife. Went out into the living room, shot and killed his two adult children. Both of them are in their 40s. Oh, that's what you get for living at home in your 40s, man. You, I think they, they, probably, were, they probably wanted to die. I think they were just visiting. Oh, well, that changes things. Yeah. yeah maybe, it, maybe they were enjoying life then. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they live in Los, Los Angeles, so probably not. Okay, that's a low-hanging fruit there, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to be part of the joke. Yeah, I mean, you're in Miami, so I would be very careful yeah, while true. throwing those rocks. That's true. Uh, yeah, the witness barricaded themselves in a room during the shooting, called police, and then when the police got there, they realized that he had killed himself. Now, do we know why he did this? We do not. That's crazy, not. man. But I, the, what really captured my attention was the fact that this guy is in his 80s. Yeah, for sure. I don't think you really hear about a lot of... 80 year olds doing this sort of thing. You know, usually they're too weak to pick up a gun in the first place. <laughs> Would you help me cock it? Um, my thing is, it, you've like mentioned before where you're thinking about, you're, or you go to these meditation groups and there are people there who are in their 80s trying to see something for the first time in their life. I think that sometimes, you know, 80 nowadays, it's not the same as 80 used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And guns aren't what they used to be. You can murder a whole room full well, of people. This is so easy to cock. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, for our interesting Ryan. Let's go already. Ryan, as I said. I know that voice. In the intro, Bender from Futurama. That's what it was. That's right. He's done a lot of voices and a lot of things you would know. Yeah, that's that person. Joe DiMaggio. Yep. Uh, what? Yeah. That's his name? I believe so, yeah. Joe DiMaggio. I think huh? so. I might have gotten that wrong. Like That will never come back to bite you yeah, in the ass. Yeah, we'll that see. That is maybe. for sure. Because that name could've sounds... could sworn that was that, it. Or that, maybe he's a baseball player. That name sounds very <laughs> familiar to me. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> I believe I was born in that voice actor's hospital. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Shit! God. I didn't realize Futurama was so big back then. Damn it. Yeah, that'll never bite you. Uh, anyway, uh, try, to, try to let that one go. I'm going to hate we could review sure, next week. Sure. Yeah. Ryan, have you ever heard of Caitlin Armstrong, the murderer, Caitlin Armstrong? She's a murderer? She is the murderer, yes. Okay, no, I, you don't hear a lot of uh, women murderers. Yeah, Caitlin Armstrong, 36 years old. She, Great time to murder. She murdered Mariah Mo Wilson, who was a elite Cyclist. No, never heard of it. Yeah. Apparently, there was a love triangle going on where the cyclist, Mo Wilson, was uh, 25, was uh, dating a uh, a guy that Caitlin was seeing. 
or or these or at the very least very much attracted to. Okay. This is it almost has the same kind of vibe as the astronaut who drove from Texas to Florida and stalked the woman in the in the parking lot. Except, except Caitlin actually murdered this person. Wait a minute. You're leaving the most interesting part of that Wearing story. Wearing the diaper. Thank you. She's <laughs> shitting in a diaper, Tyler. Why the hell else would you tell that story? That's fair. These smart people, bro, they're fucked up. The smarter you are, the more dangerous or, or the more uh, uh, likely you are to have some sort of issue. I'm pretty smart, Tyler. You got that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, you admit it. I was waiting for you to if say it. If you didn't it. say it, I would have killed you. <laughs> Well, the slang occurred back in 2022, but Caitlin uh, fled. She left America okay. and, and and detectives could not find where she was. So they put out, you know, her photo saying what she did and they got a bunch of tips that led them to Costa Rica. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. You're trying to Carmen San Diego in Costa Rica. That's a beautiful place, man. Don't do that. Well, that is not pure obedience, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> well, two uh, U.S. deputies, Marshals Damian Fernandez and Amir Perez, still had a needle in a haystack challenge. They didn't know how to find this person. When you said that, the idea of a global search for somebody is mind-breaking. Like, yeah. how do you, what's your first step? What do you do? You know? Without a doubt. Interesting. Yeah. So they had, um, they, they just didn't know what to do. They knew Costa Rica, but there's what? Millions of people in Costa Rica at any given time? Yeah, and it's definitely not the most technologically savvy place. Without so a doubt. You're not using CCTV to find people in Costa Rica. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So they weren't sure how to go about this. So they were searching all over. They couldn't get any leads. And one of them finally had the idea for a long shot. They put an ad out in Costa Rica or in a town where they believed her to be, they needed a yoga instructor, Ryan. They and, need, and, and she was a yoga she instructor. She was a yoga instructor. Wow. And she turned up for the job. And the oh, moment, man. the moment. Well, you're like, the police aren't going <laughs> to advertise for a yoga teacher. That would be stupid as shit. What is this, a, a cartoon? Unbelievable. She was Ow. going, she was under the name Beth, which, come on, be a little bit more creative. Come on, come on. You're in Costa Rica, Shiloh. damn it. Would that be so hard? <laughs> Maybe a Miranda. That would be great. I'm a Miranda. <laughs> and so she showed up, and after verifying her identity, they fucking arrested that murderer. That's what you get. Yeah. Can you imagine that feeling of walking into your new job and seeing police there, that feeling of heat crawling up your face, Ooh. that idea of, I've been busted. I, I, do you think everybody knows that? Because that's like at the top level. You get caught cheating or something. It's terrible. You're about to break up your relationship. She's going to jail. Yeah, that's, without a doubt. That's another level. Without you know? a doubt. And she got sentenced to 90 years. Oh. In Costa Rica time? No, or? no. She got extradited to America. Ah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. No coconuts for you, Ouchies. bitch. Ouchies. <laughs> White-faced monkey, help me break out. <laughs> Tyler and I have been to Costa Rica a bunch, one of our favorite places in the world. Without a doubt. And that is GBI. Nice, Tyler. Don't nice. ever take the ad in the newspaper asking for a yoga teacher. There is no such thing as a yoga teacher. <laughs> That's not real. It's always a setup to get your ad. It's just a police sting. Nobody needs a fucking <laughs> yoga teacher. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Ryan, do you want to get into what crazy shit we said last week with another Week in Review? I think we should. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't change it. You didn't change it. I didn't change it from last time, and I apologize for that. Ryan, your, uh, your, your consequence is tell everybody what Week in Review is. Week in Review is where Tyler and I say foolish stuff. 
then we, uh, we, you know, we, we, sh- we shoot from the hip. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. We can't research everything. And we say mm-hmm. what we think we know. And we're willing to go back and tell you if we got it wrong. Last week, Tyler, we very casually discussed the millionaire who is known for cutting a hole in a hammock. Oh, I looked that up too. Oh, man. It was so interesting. And letting a woman poop. <laughs> Did I find out? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Tell me if you have the same thing. Yep. John McAfee once had a drug-fueled time living in Belize when he organized his own personal army and may or may not have murdered a guy. And then he engaged in insane and bizarre shit like government bribery, drug running, pharmacological research, and many local Belizean women who worked on McAfee's property have spoken about shitting in McAfee's mouth from a hammock with a hole cut in it. Yeah. Right in his mouth. Yep. Yeah, I, I what the most thing the thing that I am most curious about of everything regarding this story is how do you initiate that request? You don't just walk up no, to somebody no, you, and you, say, "Hey, will you poop in my mouth?" Maybe if you are Do you romance him? First of all, we can view as talking about stuff that we've done before. I do want to issue an apology for all of the poop talk on last week's episode. Why? It was interesting. Our st- it was interesting it was and it was funny as hell. Yeah. I would do it all over again, but also that's not normally those guys you hate. Sure. You know? um, with that being we're, said. We're allowed to mulligan every once in a while. Agreed. Yeah. Now, if you are a rich guy in a, th- is Belize, a, I don't want to use the term third world country because I know that has a negative connotation to mm-hmm. it, but uh, is Belize, I, I assume Belize is a lower income place for the people who live there? I would guess. The only reason I say that is if you were an American millionaire or billionaire strolling mm. around there, it's probably easier to poop in someone's mouth. That's fair. And depending on what kind of dollar amount we're talking about, you could convince me to do it. That's not true. No, it's not that true at not all. True. No, because it just simply wouldn't work. A hundred million dollars. Wait a minute. You're, are you the mouth or the butthole? No, no, the butthole. Oh. Oh, no. There is no amount of money on the, on earth that could get me to- A hundred million dollars. No, no, no. To, for somebody to shit my mouth- one million dollars. All right, maybe. All right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but wait a minute. It would cost exorbitantly less- and again, I apologize for this, but we got to get this yeah. brass tax You're here, doing baby. this thing that you just apologize for. It would cost you exorbitantly less to be the shitter than the shitty. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, nobody takes the shitty position unless you're into that. A hundred like million dollars. I, I, I'm not saying that I would do it, but I would definitely bring it to my family and discuss it. I would consider it. Sure. Yeah, I would consider it. But but that's I, a yes. I'm just playing tough for everybody out sure. there. I would not do that. I will be sitting in Tyler's mouth before the end of the. Sh- right. Show me the hundred million dollars. Let's move on. Hey, you're the one who Let's just apologized. On. I'm sorry. And John McAfee, that is right. That is the same McAfee from McAfee's antivirus software, which in fact. Was a virus itself. Which, and by the way, completely ironic, because you got to imagine he's opening himself up to so many viruses. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Hepatitis A through Z. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, last week we discussed the Anarchist Cookbook and how it began. Did I look it up? Affirmative. It was published in 1971. That's how far back it goes. Over 40 years ago by William, William Powell. For those who may not know, it is a book that includes instructions on bomb and weapons making, drug producing, and many, many other things. How to fight the government, right? All, all from the comfort of your home. Yeah, these sure. are these are home uh, homemade uh, ingredients that right. you could buy at any shopping center. Right. Basically, uh, Mr. Powell wrote it. He wrote it at the height 
of counterculture era to protest against United States involvement in the Vietnam War. He yep. was super pissed about the Vietnam War. Early, uh, late 60s, early 70s? Well, the Vietnam War ran for decades, but the American involvement, it got to the height around, I think it was the late 60s. And Forrest Gump was there. He was. He got shot in the butt talks. Oh, my goodness. I hope he doesn't mention that to the president. Now, he wrote it as a teenager and years later regretted writing the book. Tried to get it stopped. He disavowed it. Yeah. But at that point, he tried to limit its uh, circulation, but it was already too late. A, uh, he didn't own the rights to it anymore. So the, the publishing company that owned it just, kept, up. just kept producing it. It's fucked up. And then it got onto the internet and there is no getting rid of something on the Don't internet. Don't ever sell your anarchy. Always own your anarchy. Don't give it away to someone else. There seems something wrong with that statement. But I, go ahead. I grew up with that idea of, you know, I grew up in a punk rock era. I grew up as a punk rocker, if you will allow mm -hmm. it. And I- I will. I really, um, I, there's some sort of that idea of anarchy that does speak to me. I don't like being told what to do, Tyler. Without a doubt, I will just say that I like anarchy up to a certain point. Of course, point. I don't want to live in the purge. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to see every building burned down. Yeah. But when we have situations like in Texas where they're arresting people for trying to feed homeless people, that's the kind of anarchy uh, I want to be a part or of. Or they're trying to get all the, the Swifties to become football fans and all that shit. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're not having that. Mm -hmm. Tyler, last week I mentioned a man who was caught in the basin of a porta potty and arrested for spying on women. More poop talk! Did I blow off the assignment? Nope. Oh, that's good. In 2011, at a Boulder yoga festival, a woman using a portable toilet noticed something moving in the tank. Unsure of what she was looking at, she became fearful. That's when she saw a feces-stained man emerge from the toilet. Luke Crisco emerged from the portable toilet at a yoga festival covered in poop. It was none other than the potty peeper who was found guilty of two counts of burglary and attempted unlawful sexual contact, he was sentenced to three years in prison. The potty peeper, Tyler. I, uh, I think the you, peepee potter. I, th <laughs> I think you might be overusing that sound. What do you mean? <laughs> it's a Tyler. It's a uh, it's a trigger for humor. Yeah. yeah um, sure. Why not? What do you think has gone wrong in somebody's life where they are willing to submerge themselves in feces to watch, uh, presumably, women? Going to the potty. It it speaks Who's to pooping in a porta potty. <laughs> a lot Who's of people pooping in a porta potty. A lot of people don't have our hangups with bathroom get the stuff. Fuck dude. You you get them. You go out and you buy them. Do not poop in a porta potty. I'm sorry, you were saying that's quite all right. Hear you, hear you. When when somebody when somebody does something to that degree, that's it. Truly speaks to some very fucked up stuff that has happened in their life. That's something that has been done to them to an egregious degree. We don't use this word often, but you pull it out when you need it. Heinous. Yeah. That's heinous. Yeah. That's heinous yeah. for some anus, and we're not going to take that. We're I not going <laughs> to take that. Heinous, heinous. <laughs> right. Last week, and this is my final one, I figured I'd dismount on a, uh, on a zinger. Sure. I'm going to play that song again for my third one, so nobody's shocked. But then I'm going to shut it off. Did you say something that might haunt you for the rest of your life? It depends. Did you record it? Sure. And then school shootings would be hilarious. Okay. 
if you isolate it with your with your ghostly voice just hovering around in the back. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to you, sure. but you just said school shootings are hilarious. I don't know what your problem in is. In the circumstances of which I had described before, yeah, the yeah. media is constantly doing this bullshit, uh-huh. and you just prune and cut out what you want me to say, and then I say it. It's pretty cut and dry. Sure. And then school shootings would be hilarious. That yeah. sounds bad. When yeah. you play it like that, yeah. it sounds bad. Yeah. With your yeah. disembodied voice just floating around my head. Yeah, I didn't know how to get rid of that. I meant if they use... Whatever. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't even fucking care. Tyler, last week, I mentioned that panda porn was used to make pandas do it. Mm-hmm. Can I figure out a way to hit the no button here? Nope. Yeah. Wait. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Panda pornography or panda porn refers generally to movies depicting mating pandas. It's exactly what it sounds like, intending to promote sexual arousal in captive giant pandas. The problem is when you put pandas in captivity, which I think happens with a lot of animals, they're not as randy, baby. Their mating is not as big of a deal. 2009, Lin Bing was the first panda cub to be born after her parents were shorn. Panda porn, mm. 2009. Okay. What do you think about that? That's, uh, that's really interesting, right? That you could stimulate an animal's mind by playing pornography of their own. They should have tried human porn to see what what happens. You know? Sure. Uh, that seems like it would be more for you than the panda. Whatever. Um, yeah. You know, we have a zoo down here. The Miami Zoo, Ron McGill, runs the zoo itself. <laughs> I am going to. <laughs> I am going to burn that okay. piece of right. equipment to- if totally you keep fair. doing that. Totally fair. Um, uh, Ron McGill, who runs the zoo, he is the head of the zoo. He is an animal lovable expert. No, he's lovable. amazing. Yes. But but when it comes to animals specifically, one of the most knowledgeable human beings in the entire world. And his enthusiasm and love yeah. for for animals. 50 years after he got into the business or whatever is it's it's it, palpable. You, you can't help but get caught up in it. With, I, I love that man like a family member, without a doubt. And. Uh, he has spoken on, on multiple occasions about certain animals. I think one was like a, a very big bird that they wanted to procreate and it just wouldn't do it. So he himself would dress up in like a costume of the bird and position himself sexy to be to be mated with by the bird. And, sexy. Then, and then they would have they, he would have like a like a test tube a, a or receptacle. something, a receptacle that the bird would Less actually sexy. would actually have sex with. So in other words, he's dressed up. He has a, a like a tube strapped to him that the bird is then having sex with that catches the bird semen. Exactly. That is a man committed to... That is a man... <laughs> oh, wow, that committed. <laughs> If there's ever been a more beautiful love story, I don't know what it is. That is yeah. a man who is committed to science. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's it for me. And that is it for me. Excellent show, Ryan. Great job, Excellent. Tyler. I know you weren't feeling it, but we pushed through. I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope so as well. Uh, make sure you get in touch with us. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com. Write us a message. Leave us a voicemail. There's a button right there at the bottom of the page. Always ready for you. Those guys underscore you hate at Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Those guys correct. you hate at TikTok? TikTok at TikTok. Yeah. We're currently being followed by the Levitard show. Just we saying. are being followed Just, by the Levitard show. I mean, show. there's got to be some sort of, we got to get Pablo Torre to figure out how the fuck that happened. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's uh. and man, what a bad job by you Levitard show. Probably Juju, the guy who runs their social media campaign, because now I am stalking the shit out of you guys. How do you feel about dick pics? <laughs> Cause you gonna get them. I, I, that is most people have no idea what the hell we're talking about, but basically I would say for me personally, Probably my biggest 
the person that I look up to more than anybody who isn't in my family. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Levitard Show countless times the on the show. It's the podcast that got us into podcasts, and and they followed us back on TikTok, which I realize is kind of like the most loser statement in the world. It's pretty a pretty big deal for us. But for anybody who cares about us, the idea of somebody that you look up to more than anyone else in the creative space. That's true. Following you back on TikTok, if if we're not social media guys, but it it. I, I don't feel bad about that making me feel really nice. Yeah, without I don't a doubt. know how the hell it happened, but it's super exciting, and I'm very appreciative of it. No doubt about it whatsoever. We're coming to take your shit. Ryan, what is the moral of the story? Um, Should I hit the button? Go ahead. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, what did I talk about here? I, I'm going to do something serious. I do believe... That enlightenment is possible. Maybe it's not exactly what you believe that it is or what other people believe that it is, but it's something that I'm committed to. And there's something inside of me telling me that it's possible. And the idea of coming on here and saying that out loud is something that perhaps makes me feel a little bit ashamed, a little bit scared, but I truly mean it. And I'm willing to take the hits that might come along with saying something like that, because in my heart, I, I genuinely mean it, and it is something I have given all of my commitment to. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Thank nice. you for, for supporting me. Mm-hmm. Now turn off that goddamn yes, music. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry about that. Oh, Tyler, um, what is your moral of the story? Thank you, buddy. I sure. thought you'd never ask. I was just... Because it looked here. like you weren't going to. I was done, man. I was about to spark a cigarette. <laughs> Uh, my moral of the story is I, I I will say it again. I genuinely agree with up to a certain point, anarchy. Get out there and be anarchist. Light something on fire. In, in, in a healthy way. Don't, a mattress. Don't burn down a building. Don't, you know, attack a cop. But be anarchist in a healthy way. Feed that homeless person in the face of consequences. I was going to ask, how do you be anarchist? Help in- people in the face of the, of the system that tells you not to help people. Don't follow rules just because they're put there. Use critical thinking. Be reasonable. Don't get yourself thrown in jail. But don't just be a sheep. If somebody says, don't do this, think about why. Absolutely. I encourage my son to do that. That's right. Feed a police station. Burn down a homeless man. Just give in to anarchy. We're going to have to go back over that. I think I got that right. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. What do you think society would look like if we had continued to spank our children with paddles with holes in them at school? I mean, the same like China, the same way that it did back then. I mean, just people growing up with severe uh, internal uh, hemorrhaging (laughs) repressions, I guess. It sounds sexy to me, but also um, unchecked racism. What sounds sexy? Whatever. I just think that it is, uh, I wonder, it, you you did actually say something interesting, which was, who knows? Who knows where that would take you? I, maybe it would make you tougher. 
Maybe you'd be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You'd be tougher because you're a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, we all know they have that crazy ass strength. Richard Ramirez looked wiry, man. He looked like he would be hard to take in in fisticuffs, and he could become invisible whenever he wanted. That's not fair. Yeah, it's like he was like predator. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Thermal if, imaging. If he dies, he dies. And what are you gonna do, Tyler? What's going on? First of all, we need to check in, just like we did last week. We had a good show last week, so let's keep it going. Mm. What'd you have for lunch? What did I have for lunch? What did you have for lunch? You went out for lunch last week. Oh. I checked in on you. Burger. Not feeling great. Yeah. Beers. Th- wait, this week, what'd you have for, for lunch? Uh, breaded chicken. It was it was good. Not what I ordered. I ate it anyway because I so very rarely send anything <laughs> Explain back. Explain that situation to me. Did you at least mention to her, hey, this isn't what I ordered? No, I just ate it. My dog. Yeah. You know what? As somebody who's worked in the restaurant business, I tip my hat to you. My, yeah. My paper cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, I, any beers? It was, no, no alcohol. No Modellos? No. Nope, wow, nothing. you're a strong man. Yeah, I didn't want it. Okay, well, we need your energy. I need your love. I'll do my best. Okay. I will do my best. I'm here for you if you need me. Is there anything I could do? No. I'm I all just, dressed up. I just got to get through this. You do. You look nice. You, Thank you. You are, you are dressed up. Thank you. I, I am... I want these to start looking, I'm thinking next week, because we've decided I'm not allowed to be shirtless, mm-hmm. right? Is that still in effect? That is correct. That's stupid as hell. Yeah. What if I just wear the tie? That's that's like like formal nudity. No, what that's like mean? a Chippendales kind of situation. <laughs> it would send the wrong Rescue image. Rangers. It would send the wrong image. Why were they named after a male strip kind of thing, Chippendales? Gayest week in review we've ever that's done. That's really interesting. Yeah. I never really considered that. How about this, though? Before we move forward, do you have anything for pregame? Not really. I challenge you to a costume on Wednesday when we record this next one. What do you think about that? I know right now you're not feeling it, but maybe by Wednesday you'll be fired up. Well, I could put on a costume. That's not a big deal. I do it. I dig it. Yeah, I can I can do that. That's not an issue. Okay, now I'm, I'll wear one too. I won't just f- force feed you into oh, this. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird if I was the <laughs> only one wearing a costume. Tyler, this isn't the type of show I wanted to do. You look like a fool. Um, I have, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on with the... Well, with everything. Taylor everything Swift, to, yeah. Taylor Swift, yeah. okay. What's your, you have any favorite ones or anything like that? I mean, they're kind of dumb. What do you I, mean? I, well, I just, that she's a government plant to, for something? I don't know. I mean, because she tells people to get out and register to vote? I don't like her pushing her liberal agenda on me. <laughs> to register to vote? That, that's a very liberal thing to do, to vote. What? On the other side, they stormed the Capitol. <laughs> That's, that's political. Um, Please don't attack us on YouTube. We yeah. got enough of that on. <laughs> I don't know on Ryan's stupid ass uh, Trump impression. That wasn't even that great. I, I thought he was pretty good. Um, <laughs> terrible. I appreciate the engagement, you know, and I'm glad that even though we don't see eye to eye, that we can have intelligent back and forth. Yeah. Well, I don't know about intelligent, <laughs> but it wasn't. I, I will admit. Come and find me. I, I will admit. There wasn't anything that hateful. There was a lot no, of wasn't that bad. A lot of Trump 2024 with exclamation points. That's uh, as high as it on. could count. Yeah. All right, now I'm just being a dick. Yeah. What now now you're being mean. And you know what the thing is with that Trump commercial? We talked about it off air, and I should have said it. Go back a couple shows if you don't know what I'm talking about. What I hated about that, what I hated with all of my heart, is it was the most likable he's ever been. We did talk about. Oh, that. did we talk we about that? We talked about it because ah, thank you, drugs. Be- because he because what uh, drugs. You're doing drugs? <laughs> you got some more? Um, we'll we'll talk off air. Okay. This is we're on a real balancing act yeah, with all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a little pick me up. Sure. Uh, that'll keep me up for three days straight. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you. We talked about how he made something about like muscles or something like that, where it's like, hey, they they made me look like I, I have muscles, those muscles, muscles that aren't actually there, and we're like, man, I've never heard him take a shot at himself I know, before. I know it bummed me out. Yeah, but nonetheless, I appreciated the engagement. So here is my interesting thought. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory. I'm hoping that it's true love. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Swelfy. I'm hoping that it's a real thing. What I would say to you is this. If you were a conspiracy theorist, if you were looking for patterns there, NFL, kind of big. Heard of it? Yeah, pretty big. No fucking lime, Tyler. The NFL, there's only, if you look at it in a certain way, there's only one group of people that didn't give a shit about the NFL, and that was... Swifties. Pre-teen girls. Yeah. And they may now be the biggest NFL fans in the world. If you are going to look for a conspiracy theory of $2 billion entities marrying to become one, it would look something like that. Now, I believe in love. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm rooting for you, Swelfy. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I could understand somebody constructing an argument around that. What do you think about it? I, I understand. If you want to do that conspiracy theory, which I don't, I will answer in kind with another conspiracy theory. I think that it is the exact same thing as what our country did, our government, excuse me, did with 9-11. I don't believe, I said I was going to go with, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I said I was going to go with another conspiracy theory. Maybe we should stop nope, this now nope, and I, come back another day. I'm already rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. Let me drive. I believe that, I don't think, there are people out there that think that 9-11 was, was staged by our own government. They okay. think that the Twin Towers were brought down by the American I've government. I've heard that places. For sure. Sure. I do not believe that. I believe that they knew that it was going to happen, and they allowed it to, to then use it to their advantage. I think this is the exact same thing that is happening with the NFL and the Swifties. The NFL isn't making this happen, but sees that it is and is using it to their own advantage. I think that everything you just said is wildly controversial. Yeah, sure. I'm okay with And that. I'm starting my own podcast just to keep myself away from the heat. Gotcha. Um, I think... It's really interesting. I It's hard for me to have any sort of opinion on it because I genuinely have no idea, but... If there were a conspiracy, it would look exactly like this. So I don't know. Just throwing it out there. What, what does that mean? Well, again, like I said, you have this this merging of entities that it, it's like a but like it's cause and effect. Of course, this was the natural thing to happen after these two got together and it became serious. Well, it's very tough because you have referees making bang bang calls, and you know people see st- uh, shadows where there aren't sometimes. Sure. You know, and we'll never know. We'll never. I mean, that would be pretty awesome if those documents broke. Without a doubt. But uh, it is interesting to me. That's all. Yeah, I actually I'm doing a stand up class, and we have a guy in our in our class who has a really good bit about being an anti-conspiracy theorist because he talks about how anytime a conspiracy theorist turns out to be true, all the people come out of the woodwork and start claiming a victory for themselves. But he's like, dude, you got one out of like a thousand. Why can't I come out and be like, oh, 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 the Holocaust actually did happen. Suck it, losers. I love that. You know, yeah, like I can't brag about conspiracies not being true. You know, well, those people who believe those conspiracies don't believe you. They think you're part of the deal. And I think that generally speaking, they're morons. Well, I love, and want to believe anything. But don't you love a good conspiracy theory? I love them. Isn't it fun? But they're also a lot of times dumb. Sure. The, the, uh, mo- most of them the, are the, dumb. The flatter theory is one of the dumbest 
things I've ever heard in my life. It is so easily disproved and yet so many people believe it. Well, I like that kind of thing. You know, when you're scuba diving and by law, you have to put a little buoy with an orange flag up on top of it. So nobody runs over you with their motor. Yeah. I feel the same way about the flat earth people. Like, I appreciate you just telling me up front. This is your little, this is your little, you know, flag. Hey, this is what I believe. And I'm like, Hey, that's awesome. I'm going to go stand over here. Oh no. I would drive my boat right (laughs) over him. The flat boat theory. Tyler, yeah. this is such a loaded potato. There's, go ahead. I was just going to speak directly I, to their flat faces. I, I, I was just going to say that if the earth was flat, there would be no time zones. That's that's all I'm saying. That's your proof? That's actual proof. But wait a minute. Aren't time zones just arbitrarily decided or is it where the sun it's is hitting where, the earth? The, nah, I think because the, because the earth is a sphere or sphere-ish, the sun doesn't hit every angle of the earth, correct? When it's right here in China, it's dark. I don't think that the earth is flat. If I don't it, know why you're yelling at me. Shut up, flat earth. Yeah, okay, fine, it is flat. If it was flat, then the sun would go over the entire earth all at once. The water just falls right off the side. That's right. Haven't who, you ever seen one of those black light posters? That's right. Who keeps producing more, though, is my question. Oh, it is not easy. Yeah. It is. There is a lot yeah. of fossil fuels going towards that. Oh, yeah. Tyler, you have so much for the show. I have so much for the show that I had to put this here. You've got mail. That's hard as fuck. Tyler, for the first time ever, I believe on You've Got Mail, you've got actual mail. You've got physical mail here. What do you think about that? Oh, you mean the letter you left me downstairs? No. What are you talking no, about? No, I mean, oh, that would be the worst segment of all time. I was going to say, it's just a bill from the highway department. All right, you got mail. Get ready. I'm throwing the box over. Okay. I've already opened it for you, too. Is this the drugs? No. Uh, are the Tyler, drugs in here? The, the drugs would not fit inside a tiny little box like that, Tyler. I like how you how you put a, uh, uh, what, what is this called? What is it? I totally ruined the joke. You Never did. mind. It's okay. okay we're we're going to pull this back together. I, this I has have, not been our best pregame. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really down today and we'll I know, talk about I know. it in depression. Index I love you. And we got this. I love, well, I was talking to the audience. I know, you know, Oh, I forgot we were recording. this. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. I ordered it. You ordered it. I ordered it. Yeah. Where'd oh, you get this from? I ordered it too. Oh, <laughs> there's another one in the mailbox. Well, well, we could do a control and a variable group. All right. Because well, if well, I'm we, remembering we can both this, do it. So tell, tell them, tell them what's happening. This is a Nokia phone. We did a hold we, it up because I haven't seen it yet. We, we did a uh, oh hell yeah that is yeah yeah we did we did a um, I showed you a video of a Nokia phone being put under a a um, uh, hydraulic press hydraulic press which uses, uses water, water not, not air. air you fucking idiots <laughs> if you think that it's air you sound like a schmuck. <laughs> 44 tons, <laughs> not 44,000. Boy, we got some serious PTSD. I man. know, I know. We Lenny, never you su- bastard. Never sounded stupider. Uh, and we and Ryan said that he bet that he could break one of these with a hammer. And so he bought one. I've got another one, which I'm sure is in the mailbox. And uh, and we're going to find you're, out. You're holding it now. How do you feel about your, about your chances? I think I'm going to tear through that like a dog through a dog toy. Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't feel... Uh, this is going to be like Gallagher up in this bitch. Yeah, I think that's going to break easily. This I don't is know. nice though, man. I know. I, I, it was a nicer time. It is nice. I want to pull my snake out. Well, no need for the charger. I'll tell you that much. I have one more. Uh, it's a new segment. I made a little sounder for it. Okay. And I want to give it a try if you don't mind, and then we'll get on to your program. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Very recently, 
our stepfather digitalized some of our mother's old movies, which mm-hmm. was such a sweet thing, a very nice present. My mom loves that more than anything. And so I was over there and we were watching some of them and I happened to watch some videos of our vacation mm-hmm. where our sister who has passed away was there and she was talking and I got to be honest, it really hit me in my heart because I miss her very much and I see her that young and my mind cannot help but go to, man, I wonder where our relationship would be if she had never passed away, if it had time to mature. Mm-hmm. Depression bomb. What do you think about that as a new segment? That was quite the lead in. What do you mean? That was quite the lead in. In terms of what? Sister's death, uh, Wiley Coyote falling off a cliff. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, that That's is, weird. We could use that in the show. <laughs> That's a very strange lead you're, you're very critical of me, Tyler. <laughs> I, just, I just, that was in Tori's memory, really? Well, it was something that happened. <laughs> I wanted to discuss it. I, I imagine that we would have just kept getting closer and closer. We all had very special relationship. We, we tra- did. We traveled a lot. And a it, lot. It made, me, it made me cry. Okay. All right, so. Ooh, depression bomb. Yeah. How else do you want me to explain it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's his acne tools failing him again. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. I looked down and I realized I wasn't on the cliff anymore. And that's when I fell. And your head stayed and your neck elongated while your body fell. I had a sign that had had an exclamation point Mm -hmm. on it or something. And then when you blinked, it made a sound effect. I got to tell you, that hurt. Very arid air out there. It's very tough. So are we talking about her death? Are we talking about what Uh, it could have been? I don't want to be morbid. I mean. What do you mean? No, no. What what are we talking about? I swear to you. Um. There was something about just the juxtaposition. I thought of that while I was at the gym today. Gotcha. And it just made me kind of giggle. Yeah. I, these are true. I did see videos of her, and, and it's like I almost remember her differently. Seeing her talking, I saw videos of her dancing uh, on stage with all of those Mexican people when we were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Weird it's, to say Mexican people in Mexico. Well, they were, they were Mexican people in Mexico. That's where they reside. I... <laughs> Tried to buy shoes in Mexico. My feet were too big. Ryan was a giant in Mexico. I am Andre the Giant (laughs) in Mexico. That's a happiness bomb right there. I've never felt more machismo. So what do you think about Depression Bomb just in general as a segment? Yeah, I'm more than happy to talk about about any of that stuff. So bring it it on. I, I did that for the gag. I did that for the juxtaposition, but it was really awesome seeing all of us together. Yeah. The, the only part that really upset me was seeing me at that age. I had a pencil thin mustache. My teeth were really bad. Yeah. My hair was like long on the sides, but not on the top. Yeah. I looked like, hey, Arnold. Mm. It was a weird situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, was I Mexican? You've grown out of it. Well, when you got in Mexico, you were. Yeah, I was. That's how it works. The world's biggest Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. All right, I'm done when you're done. Yeah, yeah, let's hey, just... Tyler, what happened with Elmo on the internet? I'm sorry? Ooh, El- depression bomb. <laughs> what happened with... Speaking of depression bomb, what happened with Elmo on the... Are you talking about that at all, Elmo on the internet? No, 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 no. Do you he, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, he just jumped on and tweeted out... Um, he did? Elmo did? His, that's, his photo was next to it. And, and he's he like, Annabelle? Like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I tweeted, he tweeted out like, hey guys, just something along the lines of just checking in on everybody. How's everybody's uh, life doing or how's everybody doing today? Something it went like pretty that. well. And yeah, there was a lot of depressed people out there who just, who really dropped a lot of bombs on, on Elmo. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't an attack on, it wasn't an attack on him. It's just people like acknowledging how bad their lives are going. It was very sad. Do you think that that's worse now than it's ever been? 
Probably, yeah. Well, well, no, I, that's hard to say uh, because, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to live any kind of life, you had to do backbreaking labor on a farm or in a coal mine or something like that. Some people would argue that there's a correlation between some of that life, not the worst of the worst. Yeah. I imagine that's pretty tough, but some of that life and not sitting around thinking about how unhappy you are all the time. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. It's interesting, right? There, there's some kind of balance out there, but a lot of people haven't found it. I know I haven't. I run from any type of pain, and it's sure. done pretty well for me. That's awesome. Good for you, Thank man. You. I hope your legs never give out. No, never. Never. Let's do the show. Yep. <laughs> 